0: What's up citizens of Apologia, this is King Ginger and I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you all to sign up for Apologia All Access. When you sign up for Apologia All Access you're going to get exclusive on-demand content. This means that you and your entire family are going to get to watch every single TV show, every single after show, and every single Apologia Academy with new content dropping every single week. But most importantly, your contribution helps Apologia Studios create quality Christ-centered entertainment that reaches millions of people on our YouTube channels and through our podcast with the gospel. So what are you waiting for? Change everything at ApologiaRadio.com Non-Rockabotus must stop I don't want to rock the boat. I want to
1: sink it. Are you gonna bark all day,
2: little doggy, or are you gonna bite? delusional. Yeah, delusional. delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> 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 she hung up on Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> what?
3: desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men the careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men lauding them for their courage
0: go into all the world and make disciples not go into the world and make buddies not to make broses right don't go into the world and make homies right disciples
1: I got, yeah. I got a bit of a
4: jiggle neck. that's <laughs> 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 a joke pastor when we have the real message of truth we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah.
5: they're not.
2: Now, the works of the flesh are evident... Sexual morality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What's up, y'all? This is Apologia Radio. Interesting way to uh, begin the, the the podcast, right? A weird verse. Uh, yeah, there's a there's Her an impo- podcast. It's an important important verse to start today on Apologia Radio because we're going to have, I think, a very important episode um, about current cultural events and conversation. Important stuff. We're going to talk to you about end abortion now. Our live stream event. We're going to give you some news, and we're going to talk about scripture. We're going to talk about the gospel in light of some very important discussions happening right now. Uh, with the current campaigns in the race um, for the president, the position of president of the United States of America in 2016. I'm Jeff Durbin. They call me the ninja. To my left is King Ginger. Hey. What's up, my man? I got the
0: Barry Manilow sickness voice today. You're sick today, and you're still here. Extra deep. I didn't want to waste it.
2: (laughs) Dedication. (laughs) We also have Nostradamus. What's up, Nostradamus? I'm here, flaring and blaring. flaring and blaring. You were super quiet last week on the episode with Doctor James White. I, I was just a bit overwhelmed, overwhelmed, oh, 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 overwhelmed with with uh,
6: textual criticism. I just, I was, I was just Mike. you, you, you sure you
0: weren't sleeping? I was, I was,
6: I was good. Okay, I was good. I, I was, I was focused <laughs> and squinting and looking away from the camera.
7: It just, no, it's just like I'm so
6: used to being on the podcast. I think that's the first time I've ever, as many times I've even been in the studio when there's. When the television the cameras were actually rolling. So I don't know. I'm just kind of, maybe just like nervous operating Randy under that. Came but to me I was, and
0: he says, No. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Jerry, he's sleeping. Wake him up. I was not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you were sleeping a little. You know. is, the, the thing is, is like, if you get to know Jerry, Jerry is like, he's brilliant. And like, you put Jerry on the street in a conversation with a Mormon. An atheist. I mean, something happens. It's like an amazing gift of God. Jerry turns into this amazing, just sort of beast in terms of like just being able to like draw from the scriptures and communicate with people. But as soon as that conversation ends and Jerry walks away and starts thinking about something else, Jerry goes to the Bahamas (laughs) sometimes. Like, you can see. I look at Jerry's face, and I know he's in the Bahamas. He's not with us. If if
6: any of our listeners have seen the movie The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, that's actually loosely based on me. Yes. Um, I'm still in in, uh, talks with Ben Stiller to get royalties in that that film. But anyone who looks... Because if you look at the movie, people will be talking to him, and all of a sudden he just goes somewhere, and he's in a fight. He's fighting in an elevator with a Stretch Armstrong, and they're just going crazy, but he's just... That's Jerry. Somewhere else. Wait, it when happens. When
2: we went and saw the movie, and I think I told you this, when we went and saw the movie with my family, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Such a good movie. As soon as we left the movie, my entire family, like at the same time, said, that was Jerry. <laughs> 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 that movie was about Jerry, and I think I messaged you, I was like, Jerry, there's a movie about you. <laughs> And I I wouldn't want it any other way. I love you. I love you just the way you are.
6: Yeah, I have little lapses. When I I was over in Africa about a couple months ago on a missions trip, we had someone from church had given us these soccer balls to give to the kids. And it was really cool because it, it was in Swahili, and it had the it's called the Mission Ball, and it has the gospel in whatever language you're... Uh, going out to so it was the gospel in Swahili and but the kids spoke English just so they could understand me and so I just told them read the message on the soccer balls here we're gonna throw these ball we're gonna throw the soccer balls to you on the count of I so we're gonna count to ten. And so it's on video and uh, all right, so we're gonna count to ten. And I say one, two, uh three. <laughs> I threw it at the count of three, like I changed mid sentence. It just it's just how I operate. That's just I mean, how, that's it's how, just how I am. You got to do you, Jerry. Yeah, that's you what Dr. To... Seuss said. There's no one who's true. What is it? Is true. as true. There's no one that's you're than you. I think Dr. Seuss said that. I, I guess. I guess. Uh, I guess so. I suppose uh, I, so. I'll,
2: uh, somewhere on the, I had to take out the quote on them internets. On them internets. Yeah. Uh, also, we have, of course, our um, awesome operator of the jib and all things Apologia Studios. Big gift to the church and a blessing to this program. We have Steady Randy. What's up, sir? Hey, it's a great day usually the voice of NPR, but today, uh, Pastor Luke is is uh, taking a break, and so he's not here today, so we have uh, Steady Randy just here just to do the show with us, um, and to get some uh, good commentary. We have uh, Carmen in the back on the ones and twos. Carmen, you with us? He, maybe he can't speak. Oh, there you go. What's up, man? <laughs> what are you doing, man? That's our homeschool woodpecker. Um, so, uh, before we get into a very serious conversation today, let me invite you all... To ReformCon, uh, go to reformcon.org. I know you guys have heard me talk about it, but it is coming now um, relatively soon, quickly. And we are thrilled to put this event on and to meet all of you guys that are going to come. Uh, Dr. James White, John Sampson, me, Dr. Scott Oliphant, Dr. Kenneth Talbot, Vocab Malone, Marcus Pittman will be speaking. Luke Pearson is going to be speaking. Darren Doan. And Darren Doan, the filmmaker of Collision, the film of Douglas Wilson and Christopher Hitchens, as well as the Free Speech Apocalypse. Darren Doan's going to be teaching at ReformCon. And we're also going to have... Ready? Drum roll. Are we saying it? We're Are saying it. Oh my gosh, might as well. Nate Wilson. Douglas Whoa. Wilson's son. Writer. One of my favorites writers yeah. i mean like ever but particularly modern writers mm. if you have not read his book um tilted world notes from the tilted world yes my goodness or seen the series yeah the, the mo- video series the mm. movie was great i mean it was amazing but the book itself is one of those things i remember reading it i was in my office at calvary um, i was reading that book because i was going i was doing that study with people at calvary and I remember like reading a page and I would have to put the book down and I would literally just be just dwelling on this stuff for like an hour or two afterwards. I mean, like very few books do that sort of a thing to me. And Nate Wilson just writes like that. He is fantastic. He has a book series called Hundred Cupboards. Um, if, you haven't, if you haven't read it, get it. Hundred Cupboards. Read it with your kids. I read it with my kids. They, they loved it. Um, I read it in Mortimer. By the way, I read the entire series of Hundred Covers <laughs> to my kids as Mortimer. I, I read. I read. I read, it was the first. The first book. I should be okay. The first book <laughs> I read the that that as Mortimer to my kids. Wow. If I tried to read it any other way, they wouldn't let me. Oh. But God. they absolutely loved it. Um. And uh I it's should enough, have a segment on the show where you promote that book yeah, more, just as read Mortimer. A little reading, segment yeah. of it. So Nate Wilson is going to be coming. I cannot tell you how excited we have been to announce that but we just couldn't get it because we it wasn't quite official yet. But he's coming. He's going to teach you uh, about what he does and how you can engage the culture in the way that he is with the biblical worldview. So we are so excited. It's going to be fun, June 1st through 4th. We're going to have a lot of time for fellowship and interaction. Don't forget also, Reform Pubcast. It's the Reform Pubcast. <laughs> They're coming. Lesson Tanner are coming out. They're going to do a live show, and so are we at ReformCon. You get to meet everybody. The thing is, is we want to do teaching and fellowship. That's what it's going to be about. With the speakers, like, to be able to interact with the speakers. Can I say how excited I am for the
0: arts panel with Darren Doan and Indy Wilson doing a panel on Christian arts? It's going to be awesome.
2: (laughs) That's the best in the world. the the goal is is to get reformed theology and a solid reformed biblical worldview into the culture. Yeah. And so we're going to have not just the theology, but we're going to have the feet, the shoes that walk around Mm in the world. Is it also official
6: that we're going to do a little uh, shindig at uh, Boulders and Broadway? With there some is of the going to be.
2: Um, well, that's against, actually real. Yeah, there You're is going to buy a ticket now. You can actually. buy a ticket now, and and you can do when you get your ticket, you get the the special bonus it's a, thing. It's twenty
0: dollars, and you get a beer flight at Boulders on Bar Broadway uh, that supports the Quiet Church Plant. Yes. Oh, so oh by the way, they're helping us out
2: with yeah, that. Yeah, all of the the money raised that doesn't go to paying the costs, obviously the the pro, pro, quote unquote profits of the event go to plant. Apology at church and the on the island of Kauai. Uh, so that's, that's so you know when you when you put money into this event, you're helping to 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 bring the gospel to Kauai uh, in a very significant real way. Um, and so so yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And um, you know, we're gonna have opportunity. I think what makes this distinct is we're not just gonna have panels, but just like the opportunity to interact with the speakers. We want it to be very intimate. There's also gonna be a concert. Friday night oh man there's yeah, so much stuff so to talk much about stuff happening. <laughs> Friday night at ReformCon is a concert uh, Eshawn Burgundy uh, Ivy Connerly and uh, Four Known yes uh, are gonna do a concert at at the at the venue um, and I'm thrilled it's just gonna yeah. be great and Leah's doing worship that's g- crazy oh wow <laughs>
0: Leah's doing worship <laughs> yeah this is nuts I know
2: you I guys, know. Gotta, you guys know. got to is, know. It gonna, is it gonna be metal worship I don't know uh, it's going to be awesome maybe. maybe I, I <laughs> hope so I know because so, her
6: album's awesome yeah it fan. is good
2: so, um, so get your tickets come out uh, come to the conference it's going to be great and uh, so that's that but don't forget uh, we're going to talk a lot about it uh, th- uh, by the time this episode drops this coming Friday April the 8th is um, endabortionnow.com it's our live stream you can watch um, at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time 5 uh, o'clock Pacific you're going to be able to watch the live stream event where we're going to talk about how to end abortion immediately at the state level. We're going to talk a lot about that today, but before we do, let's have a little bit of fun, like we like to do here. S- yes, we S- are S- dude. S- 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 dude. S- okay. So we want to talk about um, what everybody I think was talking S- S- about uh, this past weekend, and uh, it's it's a little it's a little movie uh, that came out, and this is the music that uh, Marcus and I prefer i i agree with you if you're gonna do superman you're not allowed to do it see when i was a little boy yeah as soon as this started like i would jump on the on the the arm of the couch right fists at the fists at the hips (laughs) chest out leaping all over the house onto the table you know attacking my my father's legs you know Flying through the house with this music
3: in the background. With this music in the
2: back of my head. Does
0: anybody know? I was just doing it this can morning. A, can actually. anybody memorize or hum at least hum anything from the new Sp- Superman tune? Does anybody know what it is exactly? No, exactly. That's the point.
6: Right? <laughs> Ryan, I know. It's, it's got, it's, It has like a very like melatonin sad piano piece, which is kind of the, the recurring theme uh, with the new Zack Snyder. Uh,
2: yeah. debacle. Yeah, I'm
6: just coming out and saying it. You it's, call it
2: a debacle, Jerry? Why is it a debacle? Um, hey, Batman, just, Batman versus Superman. Uh, if if Sh- I was not, a paraphrase,
6: not everybody would, has
0: seen it, so no spoilers. No, if I was just
6: a paraphrase and uh, my channel my inner Donald Trump, I would just need to say that the movie was a complete, complete disaster. It's just
2: we need look, to, we need to make we need to make super Superman great again. Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows move movies like I do. Nobody knows him like I do. <laughs> Nobody can critique movies as good yeah. as I can. Well, yeah. here, here's the thing. That's like a Bernie yeah. Sanders, Donald Trump combination. Yeah, and
6: here's the thing is that I we're not biased. I, I love all superhero movies. Huge. I, I'm not. I mean, there's people who. He's a
2: huge fan. It's
6: huge. I mean, people sometimes kind of do the Marvel versus DC almost the same people do like Pato versus Credo. You know, there's just people kind of had, take sides. It's. I mean, it, the way to say it is that, um, you know, this. All right, so this movie, it was just all right. Let me just say, Zack Snyder, the director, he's basically the film making equivalent of someone who's very, very good at drawing uh, adult coloring books. Uh, What I mean by that is that his two best movies that he ever did was the movie 300, which is based off of a graphic novel by. by Frank Miller, and then also there's another movie called Watchmen, which is also based off of a graphic novel, and so they're very well done, the visuals are very well done, but it's very, very structured. But whenever he goes outside of a very strict storyline with storyboards, this is how you fill in the blanks with your visuals, he just has no self-control in regards to directing a story, just going over the top with special effects, and... It, it's just the whole time I was trying to just—I really wanted to like it. I really did. I um, mean, you can comment in too. It was just they tried to do so much. You can never really get a foot on on anything. I think. Respect to Ben Affleck. I think he really tried. He really tried to do Batman. I mean, he has the looks. He's got that perfect jaw line. Mm. Um, Henry Cavill. I mean, he has the looks, but he just is such a wooden like. Character, he's like the Nutcracker, uh, <laughs> Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, the version of like uh, of, of Superman. He just so wooden. Yeah, and it's like give me some like emotion or something to connect to.
2: Well, I I uh, was very very excited to see the film Batman vs Superman. I'm a big superhero fan and I, I I just love going to see the movies. I thought Christian Bale was the best Batman uh, ever, and and he just would be really hard to beat. Um, but I was still looking forward to giving it a chance, and I was looking forward to it being good. I wanted to ignore all the reviews that were coming in early. Um, but I'll be, I'll be straight with you. When I went and saw it myself, I sat with my, my wife, my 7-year-old, and my 11-year-old daughter. My older kids didn't want to sit with us because they were with their friends, and they wanted to, they did not let us sit with them, which broke my heart. First time that's ever happened to my family. Um, but uh, we sat there, and it was my my daughter, Sailor, and my wife. Three times, halfway through the movie, we were thinking about getting up and leaving, getting our money back just to go to the mall. <laughs> that's that's how we... I mean, I've, I'm not I'm not like that kind of person. It's like, I'll just get out of the movie. I don't want to go see it anymore. I was like, this is so boring. And my daughter was like, can we please leave, Dad? My, we stayed because my seven-year-old was like, I want to I finish it. Um, but... When we stayed, um, I got to the the end fight scene, which I did think was good. I did actually enjoy the the from, from the point where Batman goes and when they, f- when they fight Doomsday or when they fight each other. Well, I, when Batman, as soon as they, Doomsday, Bat- is that who are I was you just giving spoilers out? This
4: that's, it's, a, it's, that's it's, a
6: pretty major spoiler. It's pretty much. Um, is it really? I it, don't
2: know. I don't
4: even know oh, if it boy. is. I don't know if that's going to bother Hold
6: on.
2: If anybody's seen the, the commercial, you've seen that there's a fight scene with a big creature between Batman, yeah, Wonder Woman. and It's pretty much
6: given out. They gave out everything in the trailer. Yeah. The whole movie was just a basically a super extended version of the trailer that was already out there. Yeah. And, so, they, and they showed that in the trailer. So, so
2: when, when Batman goes and he fights in that building at the very end, he drops him off to the second floor and he fights all those guys. That was actually good. When the first fight scene happens at the very begin beginning between Batman and all those people, I was like so disappointed in the choreography. I was so disappointed in the fight scenes. I was so disappointed. Oh, well, you in the know skills. something about fight I do, so. I do. And I was really disappointed. <laughs> but I was, I was not disappointed at the very end when Batman fought all those guys. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty well done. So I did actually enjoy it um, at the very end of the movie. I didn't like how it ended. Um, I did, I did catch all the messianic tone and and stuff behind uh, Superman at the very end. I won't give away the spoilers, but I did not personally enjoy the movie. I thought they could have done a lot better. However, have you seen that gif that's going around and it says um, how DC comics is reading Mm -hmm. the reviews (laughs) Of uh, Superman vs. Batman. Patting his head they're, with they're, money. He's wiping the tears from his eyes uh, with $100 uh, bills. Yeah,
6: because I mean, it made mean, it mean $180 million just domestically opening yeah. weekend. Worldwide,
2: so. it made over half a million dollars. No, I'm mean, sorry, half, half, half a billion, a billion dollars. dollars. Half yeah. a billion dollars. I was going to say, given what it cost to
6: make that movie, that would have been the what mother it cost of all flops. What cost to make it? Um, more than like that type of movie, probably at least around 150 to $200 million. Interesting.
0: Zack Snyder is like the Donald Trump of filmmaking. You hate him. But people still, people still watch everything he does. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's done, Granny. He, he 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 did nope, did not. Okay. So, uh, hey. as a matter of fact, I think one of your kids said they fell asleep, and it's like during the movie. Yeah, what, is that right? Am yeah, I remember I, right? I, yeah,
2: I, yeah. I, I think that might have actually happened, Sailor. I
3: think yeah, she might have done so that. Yeah. And like, there
6: are times hmm. where just little things happen. And you're like, that just does not make any sense. Like, I'm, I'm trying to keep this as vague as possible. So, there's a scene where Lois, I'll just say vaguely, is in trouble during a fight and superman flies way across the other side of metropolis to deal with her and then all of a sudden then he flies back to deal with the person that they're with they are with with uh, already gave it away they're fighting doomsday and then once that fight scene is over she's she's back she shows up to where they okay, are at. He, he literally hold on Okay. they, they literally went across town so <laughs> she's and again they're the You'll whole have to the whole city the entire is being story. The, the whole city is being destroyed this is the, the whole city's just destroyed in flames and in shambles and she's just there and she's in high heels. So high how, heels. how did she get way across town, you know, multiple miles and she's perfectly fine just yeah. a couple minutes later? Well, um, oh. spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
6: yeah, so you, you, tell me should, you should have seen it. Spider me, if
3: Spider-Man's in the movie too. I want to know that. Uh, some, some people have jobs. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, um, so there's, there's, there's. I, I mean, you know, I, here's the thing. Uh, I, I don't want to fight over it. Like, if you love Superman versus Batman, I think it's great. I, I think it's great that you love it. I don't want to fight over it. But I, I personally didn't like it. I was kind of, I was, I was bummed. I did love, I did love Batman Begins. <laughs> when, so, when, when they showed Batman being a ninja, I was like, I'm in. I'm all in. I you gotta, like that. You gotta
6: watch Daredevil, man. They've got so many in it. The second season has
2: just ninjas. Tons of ninjas. Nice. I'm in. I'm in. All right, guys. Quick break. We're going to take a little break here. Come right back. We're going to get right into the show today. Talk about some important cultural stuff. Uh, turns out uh, Donald Trump actually said that he wanted to ban abortion and initially said that he did believe that women should be prosecuted. Uh, who get abortions after that point. So um, it created a lot of controversy, and uh, you would be amazed um, at what the pro-life movement said in response to Donald Trump, saying he wanted to ban abortion and he wanted to prosecute women who get abortions. Uh, You'd be amazed. So be right back, guys. ApologiaRadio.com. Get an episode, share it on your social media, let people know what's happening, and join with us as we bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Hey, Alex, is your marriage hard? Yeah, Chris, it is. But like climbing a mountain, it's hard going up. But once you're at the top, it's beautiful. I wish there were a place where people would talk about marriage and the gospel. Wait. There is our podcast, The Rugged Marriage. I really feel like I should have known that. Yeah, recording a commercial has a way of bringing on amnesia. Well, check out The Rugged Marriage on iTunes and Stitcher. Reform your theology, reform your marriage. And buy your wife some tulips.
7: Hi, this is Warner with the Apology Radio. I want to ask for y'all good friends of ours, to go on and click that button there and become my friends on the bookface. Uh, uh, Facebook backslash Apology Radio. Become my friend on YouTube, that there t- uh, twerker. The twerker, I want to I talk to you on the twerking. And send me out a twerk. What? Wait, what? Twitter, Apologie Radio on Twitter. I also want to tell you we talk about apologetics and theology and we do a lot of swing dancing and we make a delicious chicken creme. radio.com
2: But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in a lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Revelation 21, 8. All right. So. Happy verse. Yeah. It's a big one. And and one that we ought to be paying more attention to. When we have faced the culture of death that we live in, and we have given away or abandoned our Christian presuppositions and the word of God as the foundation of our fight, we have lost the ability to speak into this issue in terms of the gospel in terms of speaking to people and calling them to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and as Lord when we say as the pro-life movement has generally been saying that women are not to be prosecuted when they commit an abortion we have abandoned the ability to speak about Revelation 21.8 in this because and think about this, uh, if, 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 abortion is not murder, then what pray tell are we calling people to repent of? Is it just a mistake? Is it just not, is it just not, is it just, is it just simply a preference? We just don't want people to, to do this. Is we just, we personally dislike it. We think it's ugly in some way. You know, if abortion is what we can define it as, according to scripture, murder then we ought to speak consistently into the culture as to what it is, murder, so that we can call people to repentance and faith and so that people can take this the, this entire issue serious enough so that they actually work to end it immediately. 60 million babies dead, murdered at the hands of their own mothers and fathers and assassins that have been paid to kill them. 60 million babies dead is in no way a success not by any stretch when someone says but we're working at it jeff we're, we're putting in incremental policies we're working hard to get this um ended in our nation i want to say praise god for every baby that's ever been saved by any incremental policy praise god hallelujah they God in his providence has has actually um worked with a crooked stick but we shouldn't be using crooked sticks to make straight lines just because God can do so. Mm. We ought to actually be working to end this atrocity, this awful Holocaust when immediately. Now. Now. End abortion. End abortion now. Now dot com. Nice. Um now <laughs> I, I want to say, people say, but we're working at it, and I want to say sixty million babies is in is in no way a success. Yes, some babies' lives have been saved, but 60 million babies are dead. And how many more millions need to die before we actually stand up and be courageous and do something about this? That ends it immediately. You know, if we follow Tony Lowinger's advice from the interview that we did with that very kind, very sweet, very gentle man, if we follow his advice, we will end abortion when five Supreme Court justices agree that it should be ended, but not in terms of abortion being murder, just in terms of, well, we think it should be ended because the unborn should be protected. Well, OK, so because it's murder? Well, well no, I know. not because it's murder. Well, OK, so we want the abortionists prosecuted for murder, correct? Well... It is the killing of an innocent unborn, but we, we don't, we're not saying murder. How about the woman? Should she be prosecuted? A mom? Should a mom be prosecuted for having her baby's head, her, his, his or her skull crushed? Should she be prosecuted for murder? And the answer coming from the pro life movement generally is no. No, she should not.
0: You sound like Donald Trump. It's scary. It's scaring me. The
2: interesting thing <laughs> it's like one more. Donald Trump. Um, everybody knows uh, we have uh, some very serious issues with Donald Trump. Um, But interestingly, Donald Trump in the last couple of days has been brought into a controversy around abortion. And it seems as though the tables have turned on this issue. We're going to play a clip from Ted Cruz in a minute where he sounds more like you would expect someone like Donald Trump to sound but Donald Trump actually said now on, on nationwide television that he believed that abortion ought to be banned. And he believed that women who actually have abortions ought to then be prosecuted. <laughs> What's happening? I've been watching a lot of The Twilight Zone. Um, <laughs> it, it's now on Netflix. There's something like 500 episodes or something, and I'm having a, I'm did, having a glorious time. Just remember, he didn't say the words prosecution. He said some form of punishment. Pun- punishment, yeah. Well, you know, essentially mean prosecution, uh, because it, I am assuming. But when, he is a politician, so that yeah. could really mean anything.
0: Can I, can I just say, and you're about to play the clip. Yes. But... This is, it's, uh, what what kind of world are we living in? You're speaking of Twilight Zone. Yes. Where the most intellectually stimulating conversation in all the debates that we've had over the past year, the most intellectual, like in-depth, important discussion that took place was between Donald Trump and Chris Matthews. <laughs> like, like, this is important conversation. Right. And so I was listening to this and I was like, man like part of me wants Donald Trump to stay around a while <laughs> these conversations are gonna take place yes.
3: <laughs>
2: so Donald <laughs> Trump says ban abortion and essentially prosecute uh, because of it Ted Cruz is saying no we don't want women prosecuted for abortion <laughs> yeah yeah I I don't know <laughs> I don't know what's ha- have- what's happening what's happening no <laughs> oh! Trump 2016, <laughs> All right? It's, it's, it's confusing, and I want you to hear it, and we're going to talk about it. We're going, to, we're going to give you guys some quotes from the pro-life movement in response to Donald Trump. We're going to play some of Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is going to weigh in on this today. Um, some form of punishment for women having abortion, MSNBC, GOP, Town Hall with Chris Matthews. He's the guy you want to have this discussion <laughs> with. Now just
6: remember, Chris Matthews is the guy in 2008. He said the first time he heard Obama, he got a thrill up his leg. A thrill up dangle. his leg. A yeah.
0: up his leg. Yeah. yeah.
6: Wow. Yes. That's a, that, that's the actual quote I can pull up the that's, audio no, that's clip. That's
0: true. He's famous for it.
2: Yeah. What? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> that's happening <laughs>
6: okay this election is just a long extended bowie's in space music video <laughs> it's just <laughs> getting stranger okay by on. the day
1: should the woman be punished for having an abortion uh look uh and this oh. is not something you can dodge it's a, if no, you no, say it's abortion not, is a not. crime or abortion is murder you have to deal with it under the law yes, yes!
2: excellent chris matthews good man Good man. Amazing. You see, is he going
6: to be at the live stream?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Matthews. We need to have him on our live stream. Uh, Seems to be on cue. That's incredible. And I want to say this for everybody. That's a part of the standard uh, uh, political pro-life GOP um, line. Um, you need to listen to Chris Matthews. You need to listen to Chris Matthews. Um, you know, we, we, we were recently attacked and uh, somebody demanded a uh, public apology from apology radio um, uh, because um, of what we did, I suppose, with Tony Lowinger by allowing him to speak for himself, ultimately for half an hour, um, they said it was misrepresentation. I am, by the way, um, responding to that that to that little article. Um, uh, my pastoral duties have me weighed down, and so I will eventually get uh, you guys a response to that fully. But people criticized uh, really our hard stance on abortion and how we should handle it. Even people who are uh, otherwise solid professing believers. Um, we need to listen to someone like Chris Matthews, who doesn't share our worldview, who says, well, you've got to be consistent here. If you're going to call it a crime, if you're going to say it's murder, then you need to speak about prosecution because that's consistent. Mm-hmm. He's right, brothers and sisters. He's right. Should abortion be punished? Well, people in certain parts
1: of the Republican Party and conservative Republicans would say, yes, they should be punished. How about you? Uh, I would say that it's a very serious problem, and it's a problem that we have to decide on. Uh, is it's very. Hard. But you're I mean, for banning. You to say, well, wait. Are you going to say put them in jail? Are you, is that well, the no punishment I'm you're talking you, about? Because you say you want to ban it. What's I, that mean? I, would, I am against. I am pro-life. Yes. What is ban- am pro-life. How do you ban abortion? How do you actually do it? Well, you know, you'll go back to a, a position like they had, where people will perhaps go to illegal places, yeah, but you have to ban it. You ban it, and they go to somebody who flunked out of medical school. Are you Catholic? Yes, I think. And how do you feel about the Catholic Church's position? I accept the teaching authority of my church on moral issues. But do you know their position on abortion? Yes, I do. And do you concur with that position? I concur with their moral position, but legally, I I get to the question. Here's my problem.
2: Slip the jab. 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 (laughs)
6: So, mm-hmm. some more, some morality and what is legal and what's not legal are two <laughs> completely separate entities. Look, right. There's
2: a legal issue, and then there's a moral issue. Right, <laughs> they're not the same thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> two different kingdoms is that what a judge says yeah, yeah. there it goes is that what a judge says? very good yeah is that what a judge says in a court of law it's like you know we're, we're not dealing with a moral issue here it's just yeah, a really legal yeah. issue that's no, a... really immoral but there's <laughs> no law in which i can do anything about it <laughs> i'd love very so the jabs the sli- jabs the sli- jabs the <laughs> sli- jabs <laughs> well, no,
1: but let me ask you but what do you say about it's not funny your church yeah it's really not funny thing like, what do you say about your church they're very very strong they're allowed to, but the churches make their moral judgments but you running for president of the united states will be chief of executive of the united states do you believe no, but, in pi- but,
2: the jab the jab so <laughs> mm. the jab yeah. Yeah. do you, you believe
1: in punishment for abortion yes or no as a principle uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment for the woman yeah there has to be some form 10 cents 10 you, years i don't what? know that i don't know that i well, not i don't not? know I don't you know take positions and everything else i frankly i do take positions and everything else it's a very complicated position
2: be courageous donald trump be courageous oh i I mean i'm i I can't tell you how much that blesses my life and by the way by the way i hope this reveals to people who listen to our show who maybe are in disagreement with us and for whatever reason whether you guys are atheists that listen to our show we have a lot of atheists who actually happen to listen to our show atheists have told me that they're actually fans of the show they like what we do even though they disagree um this, this is this is um this is this is important um Oh, man. Uh, I hope this reveals that when we say that we're not being petty, partisan, political, pandering people, (laughs) there you go, uh, at Apologia Radio, I hope it reveals it. Because, you see, we're not electing a a messiah. Um, We're not electing a savior. We have a messiah. We have a savior. We're electing a president of the United States of America. And so for us, it's not simply saying, well, that's the Republican, that's that there Republican GOP candidate. And so I want to vote for that man because he is part of my party. Um, You see that uh, the Christians ought not to act that way. Well, that's that's a GOP candidate. So I'm going to vote for him. Um, we ought to say this person is consistent with the biblical worldview. This person follows God's guidelines in uh, Exodus... 1821. 1821. God gives you guidelines. I think you take the general equity of that text and you apply it today. That's what God says you need to have for your leaders. This is a man right here who's being consistent. He was inconsistent before. He actually was on the other side before and he said he was pro-choice. Um, as far as it goes, he was pro-choice. He didn't like it, but he was pro-choice. He advocated for it and now he's pro-life and now he's saying... Well, we're going if, if if it's murder, if it's a baby, then yeah, we want to ban it, right? Stop it. So, praise God, Donald Trump, totally consistent. Amen, amen, amen. And then he says, and well, they would have to receive some. It's almost like he's he it's almost like he's fishing for like help. Yeah, he's he's trying, like
0: he's, he's almost like he's like, "Oh, well, if right, it's a law, guys, law ha laws have to have some sort of consequence if you guys? break them." He's like,
2: "Guys? <laughs> <laughs> guys? <laughs> help." <laughs> right? Cuz he's like, "Right? Ban it and yeah. then, then prosecute." Yeah. Amen. Makes sense. Right. (laughs) And and he's like, almost like he's asking for help. Like, please someone help me. Uh, (laughs) Before I I read to you guys the response from the pro-life organizations, I want to see if Randy or, or Jerry has something to say.
3: Wow. That consistency in worldview is just so, so incredibly important. And this is where it really, really shows up now. You mentioned, uh, I think, between break, Sarah Silverman said something, too, right? She
2: did. Sarah Silverman responded to Chris Christie um, after one of the debates where Chris Christie said that abortion uh, is, is murder, right? He says abortion is murder. Uh, but then he gave an out to women who actually are pregnant uh, because of, of, a, of a rape situation. Yes. And he said that in that case, a woman is allowed to kill her child uh, because of self-defense, is what he said? Yes. And Sarah, yes, Sarah Silverman responded, well, if it's murder, then what's the difference? If she was raped, it's still a life, it's still a baby, it's still murder, right? right? And it shows the inconsistency. And she loves abortion. She does love yeah, abortion. She, she might does. have a video that's up that says she does. So yeah, I I'm sure think. she does. Yeah. That was it?
5: Okay. okay. Yes. Yep. Okay.
2: But yeah, so the, I'll hear the point, I guess, Randy, what you're getting at there is that um, unbelievers and people on the left in this instance, people who are pro abortion, um in in the nation they see the inconsistencies they see it even Chris Matthews right here he says to Donald Trump in this very moment look if you're talking about banning it then you need to prosecute for it so what are you gonna do like tell us what will you do and um, they recognize that if you're going to say you need to end abortion and ban it then there must be some form of punishment uh Jerry before I read this you got something to say quickly
6: um yeah I was just bouncing off of uh want bounce off of what Randy uh, was saying is that it's just interesting that the line of argumentation for consistency is coming from the left
0: and pro-choice movement. You're right. Um it just well, ar- left, arguing for the consistency. The left consistency. is consistent <laughs> for the most part. Like that's what they, I mean they're trying to accomplish uh their worldview very quickly. Right? So, you know, they they're they like healthcare Right, universal healthcare. Bam, there it is. Right, it wasn't. Yeah, so everything they do is 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 not in a in, in a in. It's a very immediate sort of stance when they take a position. And, and, is and it so, Yeah,
2: they they generally want, and they work a really long time to make sure they accomplish it. Yes, they do. Here is, and they're committed. That's correct. They want to inherit the earth. Jesus says the meek shall inherit the earth. We need to start thinking like that, long term. Hillary Clinton uh, tweeted in response to Donald Trump's comments here. Just when you thought it couldn't get worse. Horrific and telling. Presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Whoa! Did you guys hear what Trump said? Whoa! You're a Republican frontrunner, ladies and gentlemen. Shameful. That was Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> that's so it? that's all I had. Yeah. Bar- oh, okay. Barbara Boxer, punishing women in their, for their own private personal decisions is a very is a new low. I repeat, not even one woman should vote for Donald Trump. Senator Tammy Baldwin, politicians should not be criminalizing a woman's individual and constitutional right to make her own private health decisions. Wow. Yep a little baiting and switch of words going on over yeah. there here we go this is interesting Brian Phillips don't overthink it Trump doesn't understand the pro-life position because he's not pro-life who's that Brian Phillips I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> alright um, now you you also had comments I from-, from the Beach Boys Cecil, (laughs) Cecil Richards. uh, Of course. I mean, here's okay. So let's read. Oh yes. Obviously, let's read the pro pro aborts. Let's let's see Uh, what
0: she has to grace us with.
2: Planned Parenthood would criminal Donald Trump would criminalize the one in three women who choose abortion. Yes. Planned Parenthood. To be clear, real Donald Trump is now inciting violence against women for making a decision that's theirs to make. Well,
0: I mean, you know, Planned Parenthood's inciting violence against children, so...
2: Yeah, Planned Parenthood (laughs) talking about you inciting violence is hilarious. I I know! (laughs) Think about what she just said! Yeah. Cecil Richards, this from a man who wants to be president of the United States of America in 2016, and he is dangerously close. Cecil Richards, at Real Donald Trump, is vocalizing the motivations of every politician who votes to restrict access to abortion... It's about controlling women. Cecil Richards, this is a man who genuinely does not care about the health and safety of women, only about his political ambitions. She had a lot to say on this matter, huh? She sure did. (laughs) Melissa Mark Viverito, truly disgusting, vile. Any possible doubt, I didn't have any, of his misogynistic credentials have been unmasked. Okay. Well, I am glad to see... Uh,
0: that they're mad about it, but I'm also really glad that all the pro-life organizations came out in support of that, right? Marcus.
6: I actually <laughs> want to jump
0: in uh, about the two post-mill
2: for your own
6: good. Uh,
0: well, I mean, you know, they're fighting to end abortion, so you would think that that would mean... Is it pro-life? That,
2: right? Yeah, right. We're, we're, I mean, you know. Jerry, before I read the uh, pro-life comments, would you like to say something?
6: I actually want to read a pro-life comment and uh, get your thoughts in it, um, is uh, you are familiar with Abby Johnson, the pro-lifer? Uh, so like, okay. Very much. So you know, we, you, I'm sure you're very familiar familiar with her, Marcus. I remember she came out probably, it was a year or two ago, and she specifically said abortion is murder. I remember her, her uh, Facebook blew up. So she responded yesterday, and this is what, uh, just paraphrase what she said, she said Donald Trump says, women who have abortions should be punished now he's backtracking and saying he didn't really mean it this shows us how loose his policies are surrounding abortion clearly how out of touch he is with the pro-life movement i don't know any pro-life groups that want to punish women for having abortions if you want someone to punish through the law when abortion becomes illegal then punish the actual abortion provider or providers Women don't have abortions alone; they have them with the encouragement of they have their accomplices. Family. Yeah, they have accomplice. They have them <laughs> exactly with the right. encouragement of their families, their intimate partners, and their friends. Donald Trump, you don't support the pro life movement, and you certainly don't <laughs> represent me as a pro lifer. Yada yada yada. Uh, did
2: somebody tweet her real fast. She says she doesn't know of any pro life groups that want to punish that. So could you tweet her and let her know yeah. about apology? Yeah, just
0: I think everybody that listens to the show. Should tweet Abby Johnson and, and, and say, now. Hey, you should listen to Apologia because they really disagree See, with there's you. There's some
2: Christians that disagree <laughs> with
0: you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just think, you know, one, her position, she has a a organization that is very much in favor of she says that stuff about hey, punish the abortion providers, but she has an organization too that she uh, has that actually comes in and supports abortion workers and getting them out uh-huh. and she hates any sort of like discussion on like w- attacking like people who work at an abortion clinic yeah so she's I think she's kind of inconsistent in that position based on the other stuff she said regarding protecting her organization because so, well, she says that also because she says stuff like, well some people there they just need the money and they just found this job. Right? That's 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 her position. And so we just want to like try to find other jobs for them. And it's just like, I mean, people do bad things for money all the time. And it's not because they don't have anything else to do, it's because they like the work.
2: (laughs) That's like the guy who's involved in the sex trafficking industry. Um, You try to get him out and you say, look, he's, you know, he just needed cash. I mean, give the guy a break. We're just going to try to get him a new job. yeah, Yeah. well, well, okay, I'd like to get abortion workers out of that industry, but let's not not minimize what actually is happening there. Let me go ahead and read to all of us Exodus 21 before I read the pro-life organization's condemnation of Trump. Um, Exodus 21, case law, verse 22. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out... But there is no harm. The one who hit her shall surely be fined, and as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. There is the case law example Um, of essentially giving proper justice um, for the crime. And so in this case, you have a woman who's pregnant. She's with child. She has a baby within her. And um, in this case, you have men that cause, essentially, a miscarriage so that the baby dies. So the issue is life for life. If If you destroy the baby in the womb in this case, then it's life for life. That's the case law example of what to do In the case of a miscarriage itself, and in this case, it's a miscarriage that seems to be because of an accident. Two men driving together and they actually knocked the woman and had miscarriage actually as the result. In that case, they're still guilty of negligence because they wounded this child or this this woman in the process. In the womb. In the womb. Now, that's a case law example. You say, well, that's a pretty detailed discussion. It's case law. It's a case law example our judicial system was based upon the Mosaic legal code and our judicial system is a case law system as well, just like the Mosaic legislation was. And so that's and, what God says. And,
0: and if it's punishable by death uh, for unintentionally killing a child, what happens? If
2: it's intentional, Yeah, we I mean, just connect the dots. Right. Uh, are there cases where a woman is a victim of abortion? Yeah. There's cases in the sex trade where women are enslaved and they're forced to kill their babies by the person who has enslaved them uh, against their will. Now, I think that in the case of a parent with their child, they should do everything they can to preserve the life of their child. But are there cases where a woman can be a victim? Yeah, there's possible cases where a a victim. Is that what happens in our nation every day? Across the board? What do people have abortions for? Abortions for any reason without apology... That's what they want. Abortions for any reason, for any cause, without apology. When we stand outside of the abortion mills, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, when we stand outside of the abortion mills here in Tempe, what we get shouted back to us is, I can kill my baby if I want to. Or we'll say, this is murder. They'll say, yeah, it's murder. So what? God will forgive me. I was talking to some Planned Parenthood protesters a couple of weeks ago, and I was describing what was happening behind the walls they were in support of Planned Parenthood. I said, but in those wall, behind those walls today, they are crushing the skulls of little women. They are tearing the arms and legs off of little babies. They are decapitating babies, disemboweling them behind those very walls today. And you support them. You need to repent. And while I describe this grotesque activity that's happening behind those walls, a man was standing there and he said, that sounds delicious. Nice. Those They're, who hate me love death. Those who hate me love death that's the sort of thing that's happening outside of abortion clinics we plead with these women for the lives of their babies and they shout back at us I can kill my baby if I want to and um, if you've seen Babies are Murdered Here by Marcus Pittman it's available. I've seen it it's available on YouTube Babies are Murdered Here make sure you guys go watch that you will see a couple examples of Marcus getting footage outside of abortion clinics women are bragging about the fact that they're murdering their babies that's what they're doing they are not victims yeah. and, and we didn't set out to make that film Right. right,
0: The film that exists wasn't the original plan. It was about the film was supposed to be about the people who work outside of abortion clinics, but it turned into this thing. Where, because the more we use those babies are murdered sign, here signs, and the more those signs got spread, the more controversy over the term murder arose from the pro life movement. That's right. And so uh, that's the which is I mean uh, if you if you've seen the movie. I want to encourage everybody to share it again now, because like now's the time, like that that conversation is ready to be had. And that movie, does RC Sports Junior just knocked it out of the park? I think he did when he went through that stuff. I watched. I haven't honestly haven't seen the film since it was posted. Yeah, because when you edit a movie, yeah, you're just so sick of it and you don't ever want to see it. But you asked me to get a clip the other day, and so I went back and I was looking for that clip, uh, the clip of the women on the street, which we posted on our YouTube channel. Uh, and I was just like, man, like, this is really powerful. The stuff that RC Sport Jr. says is just, like really powerful. And I'm saying that as a guy who made the movie and watched it again. And it's just like, yeah, man, like, people, we need to get that movie out there to. Uh, major organization. So share that on Twitter and Facebook and blow up the social media. Yes.
6: Yeah. And since I've been in the business of giving out spoilers and movies today, uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue that tradition <laughs> and just say that um, <laughs> I really enjoy the part towards the end of babies or murder here. Archie Sproul really talks about the gospel of grace and how it is there for women who have had abortions and that there is grace and forgiveness found in Christ. And I just remember the way that he worded it and structured it with given the whole realm of the entire issue was just, it was just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I wish you could just get that that one segment just into a clip
2: for people to see. Yeah. Or they can just watch, BBC or can just watch the
0: whole film, share the film.
2: Yes. yes. Yeah. Watch the film, share the film. All right, so what we'll do is take a quick break. Just for a moment here, take a break. We're going to come right back, guys, and we're going to actually take you through uh, the comments from the pro-life groups in response to Donald Trump. I think you gonna be very surprised at what you hear. Let me give you a little sampling. This is uh, from National Right to Life. Same organization. Uh, Tony Lowinger, vice president of National Right to Life, we had on uh, for an interview. Uh, National Right to Life's response was, punish abortionists, not women. That's what they said. Be right back, guys. ApologyRadio.com.
0: beauties and beasts, I have some good news for you. But in order for me to tell you the good news, I must share with you the bad. A beard can be a most magnificent thing, but it can also be the downfall of a man. An unmaintained beard prevents a face from shining. An unmaintained beard causes dry, itchy skin. An unmaintained beard is a source of beardruff. You know, like dandruff, but beardruff. An unmaintained beard is sharp and ruthless, like iron bristles. Not good for the lady friend. An unmaintained beard forfeits future growth based on the lack of preparation today. And let's not forget that an unmaintained beard robs your face from smell amazing. Let not thy beard be thy downfall. Protect your manlyhood. An epic combination of manliness and manhood. If you are hearing this today, there is hope for your beard. Go to youcosmereard.com and enter the code APOLOGIA and you can save some money while you save your face.
2: If you haven't gone and checked out the past episodes, we'd love for you to do so. We have probably touched the issue that you send us questions about. We get questions a lot about addiction, about science, about apologetics, about eschatology, theology, Calvinism, you name it, we probably touched it and probably had a wonderful guest talking to us about it. And so that's what's up, guys. Go check it out. ApologyRadio.com. Here we go. So, Donald Trump makes a comment. It's consistent. Ban abortion. Of course, punish the people who are involved. That would obviously mean the abortionist as well as the woman. How is that crazy? (laughs) Oh my... What has happened to us?
0: That, like, you know, could you imagine? Could you imagine someone saying, uh, "You know, we want murder to be illegal, but we don't want to like punish the person. We want rape to be illegal, but the person who who rapes has been coerced somehow. They're a victim too, right? Right? Or, or the or the wife who hires an assassin to shoot her husband, she's a victim. Yeah. Or are you pro? Are you against women? If you say that woman who hired an assassin should be prosecuted,
2: the truth is, I think when I try to th- and when I th- try to think through this, why in the world, besides the fact that it's just <laughs> I mean seriously what's <laughs> um, the perfect way to describe it? Uh, when I try to think through it, I think that the only reason that I can even imagine that people would respond this way is they don't really believe that it's a baby or they don't really believe that it's murder. That's the only reason you couldn't stand for the issue. It's the only reason you wouldn't fight um, with all that you, with all, with all your might against it is that you can't, you have to somehow think that it's less human, not quite human, not really a baby or not murder. And that's the only thing I can think of is that, you know, if we don't do it, do what it takes to be courageous to end it, I think it's, we're not thinking consistently about it. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, Should I read the National Right to Life response? Yeah, one? please do. Because this is,
0: this is like the key. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think, like I can understand there being people out there who aren't really familiar with the abortion issue, who aren't really involved in the fight coming out against what Donald Trump says. But then you have to have the qu- ask the question, what about the organizations who are the champions for the pro-life industry? What are their thoughts on abortion being a punishable right. offense right and so this is the national right to life I want to say it shocked me but after our interview with Tony it didn't so I'll just go ahead and read this is their press statement that they, they put out um, the national right to life committee unequivocally opposes the killing of innocent unborn children and works unceasingly to have them protected in law unborn children and their mothers are victims in a, an abortion and their mothers are victims in abortion in adopting statutes prohibiting the performance of abortions, National Right to Life has long opposed the imposition of penalties on the women on whom the abortion is attempted or performed. Rather, penalties should be imposed against any abortionist who would take the right of an unborn child in defense of statutes prohibiting abortions. National Right to Life tracked uh, National Right to Life uh, backed state and federal legislation such as the Pain-Capable Unborn Child Protection Act. And the dismemberment abortion ban is targeted at stopping abortionists. Okay, I, I have to. I have to ask. I'm. I'm gonna. Let's take their position. Okay. Abortion is illegal. Right. It's not uh, a punishable offense, except for the abortion doctors. Well, okay. So a woman in the alley has a clothes hanger abortion. Should she be punished? She became. She becomes the abortionist at that point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. 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 So, like, that's the question I would like to ask them, right? Like, okay, uh, so, uh, so who is like, like okay. they 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 agree to have an abortion? They pay money to have it done. They're
2: they're not victims. Okay, so uh, let's change it now. Uh, ask the question this way: Should a 29 year old mother of a two year old boy uh, be punished if she drags her two year old into an alley? And uses a sharp metal object to tear him into pieces. Should she be punished? Yeah, of course. But she hurt herself in the process. While while she was injuring while she was injuring this little two year old boy, her own child, she injured herself um, while performing this act. Yeah, of course she should be punished. That's
3: yeah right or well, taking it a step further, what happens if her eyes were closed and she was in a room somewhere, so she didn't really see the result of this. Mm-hmm. It all just kind of happened where nobody could see it in a sterilized environment mm-hmm. right and and the body just moved for her mm-hmm. after that, so right. it, still a victim
2: still yeah exactly she's she's the one that's perpetrated the crime. And, and, and what people will say, by the way this is going to come up when we try to fight for this to end the state level immediately, to call it murder, to seek criminal charges in the area of abortion uh, what are we going to hear? We're going to hear the fiction that was brought up in Roe v. Wade, uh, it was admitted to be a fiction uh, in terms of the statistics, um, well we're going to go back to back alley abortions with coat hangers, uh, people use that argument, we're going to hear the same thing and so you want people to go back to back alley abortions with coat hangers, they're going to Hurt yeah. themselves. So what's interesting here is that this is like the only time that you're gonna hear people arguing in this way. Think about it if it was a different crime. Think about if we were trying to like create an environment with legislation that protected the lives and the safety of bank robbers. We we were in we were actually enacting legislation that said, Well, um, that, that those bank robbers are going to hurt themselves. You're going to make it to where they injure themselves in the process of committing the crime. Jeff, there are way too many rapists getting kicked in the groin.
0: Right. We need to protect rapists from getting groin kicked. Right, exactly. it's just not safe for them. We need
2: to provide circumstances where rapists can, can be safe while perpetrating their crimes yes. on a victim. You yes. would say, that's madness. That's <laughs> lunacy. How could you suggest such an awful thing and this is the point. I don't believe that when people make these arguments that they think, A, it's a baby, or they might think, B, it's not quite human enough, or or some other thing that's going to in some way detract from the obvious fact that this is a child being killed by its own mother. Yeah, and even right now, our
6: whole legal system is convoluted. If uh, From right now to the best of my understanding is that if a woman uh, goes through and to kill her unborn child outside the confines of a doctor or abortion clinic if it's done some other way whether it's ingesting something on her own uh doing some harm to herself even the process of killing the baby is still considered murder right right correct and so it's just now it's just legal because she's just doing the exact same thing just in the con just within the confines of a quote quote clinic right um and the same goes too even for you know Accidents that a car accident that, that occurs is someone's drunk driving and it and it's a double homicide if you end up killing a woman who's pregnant in the car, right? But in this particular instance, that just completely just goes away. Yes, which me even goes even what's even interesting to think about more is that what with all the stances that the pro life people are taking and standing against what Trump said, what do the pro life movement that are standing for this, advocating for this? What do they really want? What what is their end game? That's well, what I'm
2: curious to know. Tommy model. Lowinger said in the interview, he said essentially they wanted to end just he said he wanted it over. We want to end it. We want our lives protected, these unborn lives protected. We do want somebody that is an abortionist prosecuted, but he wouldn't say for murder. And we certainly don't want women to be prosecuted for murder. We've never wanted that. And they're not advocating for the end of this, the end game being this is a first degree murder charge. Why did he resist SB eleven eighteen? Fundamentally, because it does not go along with their program and their M.O. Their M.O. is not to call it first-degree murder. It's just to end it. Now, i got to say this. The pro-choice people and pro-aborts, when they hear that, they're, they're thinking victory. Victory. Because if it's not murder, if you're not fighting for first-degree murder charges, then it's just a preference. And you can't force your preference on society because you can't legislate for somebody's just their mere preference. You may be uncomfortable with abortion, but I'm not going to stop it because you're uncomfortable with it. If it's not murder, we're not going to legislate against it. And so, another example, March for Life. Very well-known pro-life organization, March for Life. No pro-lifer would ever want to punish a woman who has chosen abortion. This is against the very nature of what we are about. Let me just say, I would consider myself pro-life, fundamentally. Fundamentally, I'd consider myself pro-life. I want babies to live and not be killed by their mothers and fathers. I do believe that any mother who kills their child, whether it's in the womb or it's 10 years old, needs to get uh, justice. Because yeah, of it. Right. Um, Romans 13, the role of the civil magistrate is, the role of the civil magistrate is to enforce the area of justice. It's God's servant. That's their role. Now, some of you might say, Jeff, are you saying, are you saying that you you don't want people to be saved and forgiven? No, I'm saying, absolutely, I want those people to hear the gospel. I have women at Apologia Church that have had multiple abortions that are in Christ now and forgiven, and they are washed, and they are cleansed. They are forgiven by God. But in a society that is honoring to God, you would have a civil magistrate that does not let mothers kill their babies. And I'm going to also say this, listen, and please hear my heart on this with, uh, with as much respect and humility as I possibly can muster up in the midst of this. If we don't call it murder and say that it should be punished criminally, then we also lose the ability for people to be saved. Listen, here's why. Because if you don't call this murder, if you don't say it's murder, then what, pray tell, are they repenting of when they come to Christ? Listen, if a woman is told by me, it's not murder, you're a victim, then she doesn't repent of her sin to come to Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. There's some sin she's holding on to and saying that, well, I'm a victim there. I'm not guilty. I think people should hear the gospel and turn from their sin to God to be saved. And if you tell women they're not guilty of murder, then, and you're just a victim. You didn't, you're just a victim when you killed your child. You're not responsible for that. Then they don't repent of that sin before God. And what does the Bible say about murderers? No murderers enter the kingdom of God. And if you don't call it murder, there's no gospel to preach in this area. So if you truly are gospel-centered and focused here, and you say, I want it to be about the gospel, I want people to be forgiven, then you must be honest about what it actually is. You have to be honest about it. What if there was a rapist, right? And it was a rapist, and he says, well, here's the thing, I was raised in a home and there was a lot of pornography. It was all over my life. I was molested as a child, and so on that basis, you know, I raped and molested all these people, and so really, I feel like I'm a victim here, and uh, I love Jesus, and I trust in him, but I, you know, I'm not guilty of... Of raping those people. I'm just i I'm just a victim. What would you say to that person? Would you say, No, you need to repent in a hurry of that stuff and you
0: need to trust in Christ. I think it's amazing. I think this entire conversation is amazing because when you had Trump and Chris Matthews, Trump's position to Chris Matthews was, Well, you're Catholic. What do you think it is? Right? And all these pro-life organizations are predominantly Catholic. So they're forced right now to come out and and, and uphold the Catholic position. Which they don't want to be considered murder, obviously, because if it's considered murder, then they have a major theological issue within the Catholic Church, yeah, in terms of mortal sins and 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 the amount of repentance that's required and Hail Marys so yeah. to be forgiven of that. So, so for all these Catholic organizations to come out and be like, whoa, 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 we we just want it ended, guys. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> well. Yeah. Why is this conversation happening? Right. Like this is really, we were talking during in the break, Randy. We were talking about how this is, I mean, this is judgment, right? When the right. liberals are are saying, when the liberals and the God haters are saying,
3: you guys, you guys don't even believe what you're fighting for. Yeah. That's right. I mean, Trump's given, uh, you know, a, a, an initial argument. Something's illegal. Should there be a punishment? <laughs> Right? Right. So he's taking it right to the conclusion. He hasn't thought deeply about it, maybe. Okay, we'll give him that. But he's taking what he was given and he goes forward with a logical conclusion. And then there's like crickets chirping. Right. Right? Yeah. And the same thing with the atheists. You know, they're calling out inconsistencies. They see them and we're like, well, something else. All of a sudden the conversation got uncomfortable because you're pointing out our inconsistencies to us. Yep. Right. Right.
6: Well, Uh, Well, it's even, it's almost as if, the Holocaust. It's like saying that we want to say protect the Jews and end the concentration camps, but we don't want to call what's going on there exterminate extermination or murder. You we imagine? don't want to call that. It's it's they're trying to
3: yeah, unbelievable. Well, the same thing, right? First of all, you say they're not humans. You say they're animals. So we're saying, you know what? A, a woman goes in with two brains to an abortion clinic and she comes out with half her brains. Mm. No, mm. two people, mm-hmm. right? Murder. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to call it really that's right. clearly. That's right.
2: That's right. And that's, that's how the conversation must change. The conversation must change. There must be a paradigm shift. And that's what we're going to try to give to you all at, at endabortionnow.com, our live stream event. March for Life. Women who have chosen abortion need healing and compassion, not punishment. Now, I would agree with the first part. They need uh, healing and compassion. Um, because they're sinners who need the grace of God, like me. Um, But there is a legal consequence when you commit murder. Um, Students for Life, our statement on Trump and abortion. No one in the pro-life movement wants to punish women who have abortions. Somebody send a tweet to Students for Life and let them know about Apologia. (laughs) Um, women f- facing crisis pregnancies deserve compassion, love, understanding, and tangible support. Not only does abortion end a human life, it's the very opposite of empowerment, love, and compassion for women. To suggest that women be punished for their decision is an inept and reckless statement and should be rescinded. This is the same kind of
0: conversation that leads us to kids not being allowed to play dodgeball. Or is that kind of weak sauce sort of, well, somebody's going to get hurt or someone's not going to be picked for a team and you can't have winners and you can't have losers because, you know, that's just a self-esteem issue. This is the same sort of ridiculous argumentation and it's just, well, what's the, what's the Bible say about cowards? No coward. Uh. Well, cowards will
2: find their place in a lake of fire. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that conversation needs to be had too is about what the Bible says regarding uh, a lack of courage. Yes.
2: Just the fact
6: that they're trying to get away with this vague verbiage of her decision. Well, just her decision to do what? (laughs) I mean, take again, we're talking about taking that into another context. I mean, this is, uh, you know, a rapist, their decision, a murderer, someone who goes into a school and and guns up a bunch of kids. That was, oh, it's their decision. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, they just use that verbiage without even talking about the context it's of it. Always a decision, yeah. When you it, commit a crime, it's such a bait and switch with words, mm-hmm. and, we, and, that, and that's the point of having this discussion. Doing the end abortion now is to redefine the argument, which you know you started with the with the babies are murder here movie. Is you call things as they are, yeah. what it is murder. And you don't let, let people get away. With a vague terminology, so they can see because they know what they're doing. They're just using other th- words to cover it
0: up. This is why the pro life movement cannot be the spokesperson for the anti abortion lobby anymore. Mm-hmm. It
2: just, we, the, look, the, you guys. It's not, <laughs> a, it's not a consistent like Christian is, position. Yeah, and
0: this is this not a it's not a consistent Christian position. It's not even a consistent position. Right. And <laughs> it's just not right. It's not a logical position. And if you have people that are this uh unable to understand what they're fighting for they need to they need to leave if 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 a general in the military had this mentality when he was leading an army he would be removed right away right. <laughs> right? like if he didn't know what the enemy was and what the enemy is fighting for and mm-hmm. and what the
3: end goal is they they got to be they got to go right <laughs> so and, and- and think about the dynamics of the whole thing. You've got these national organizations, and who do the politicians go to for their seal of approval? Them, that, right. Yeah, that tour, right? They want to have that official seal that says, yeah, I'm pro-life. And here we have pro-life organizations mm-hmm. saying to people who, you know, let's say Trump was initially consistent, instead of saying, you know what, he said it right the first time. Yeah. You know, they, they were, I've even got a statement here from Mike Huckabee, you know. Mike Huckabee says, uh, the whole point is redemption, saving the... Uh, saving the babies, saving the mothers, being pro-life means you're trying to make things better, not see if you can hurt somebody.
2: Okay. See, and we're that's we're... fallacious reasoning. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's arguing that I really want people to be hurt. I'm arguing I don't want anybody to be hurt. <laughs> I don't want any children hurt. And if you do hurt your children, yes, uh, you ought
0: to be punished for that. Exactly. So I we're, we're going to talk about end abortion, Alvin, after the
2: break. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play okay. some uh, Ted Cruz here.
0: Okay, let's do it.
2: All right, here's Ted Cruz uh, dodging the question about a, a criminalization of abortion. Uh, and
3: abortion is criminalized again. What do you think the penalty should be for a doctor who performs an abortion or a woman who obtains one? Should it be an administrative action, a fine... Or should it be incarceration or, or something else? I and mean, this be an example of when a, a conservative could really stand up and believe by taking a stand on that question.
4: You know, one of the things that I'm always amazed by in, in, in the media world is, is questions when it comes to the right to life. A majority of Americans support the right to life. Questions that, that assume that that's somehow an unusual position to hold. It's interesting, very few folks in the media, for example, ask President Obama about his vote in the Illinois State Legislature against the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. That was legislation that said in the course of an abortion, if a child is born alive, is outside the mother's womb, is breathing and crying, the physician cannot then murder that infant. Barack Obama voted against that. That is a radical, extreme position. Fewer than 10% of Americans believe with that position. And yet, when the media is gathered around the president, I don't recall ever seeing anyone ask that question. At the end of the day, I think we need to move to a culture that values and protects and cherishes human life.
3: So you don't support criminalization
4: then? I am pro-life, and I think we need to protect every human life from the moment of conception until natural death.
2: Why can't you just say it?
0: I I well, he said he clarified, but when I first heard that, my first thought was from a political move, it's a good idea to keep the controversy on Trump. But then he clarified it, right? You said there was a clarification. Yeah, he, he
2: did. He did uh, have a Facebook post clarifying uh, that he does not believe in criminal. Well, weapon. let me go ahead and read that read that post to you. Let me get down here and find it. Because um, I was like,
0: okay, okay, political strategy. Just keep the heat on Trump right now. Okay, don't answer the question.
2: I got you. And then you told me this, and I was like, oh, yeah. Man. He, um, let me uh, let me just pull it up here. For, uh, I know I know somebody that shared it. So let me get to her right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one, I think, a dodge uh, at that point. But um, here we go. Uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, once again, Donald Trump has demonstrated that he hasn't seriously thought through the issues, and he'll say anything just to get attention. On the important issue of the sanctity of life, what's far too often neglected is that being pro-life is not simply about the unborn child. It's also about the mother and creating a culture that respects her and embraces life. Of course, we shouldn't be talking about punishing women. Ouch! We should affirm their dignity and the incredible gift they have to bring life into the world. Ugh. Ugh. There you go. I mean, that's Ted Cruz. I mean, that's just—it's crazy because we 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 played recently a clip from Cruz where he was talking about like the primary issue in this entire yeah. election is abortion right. and uh, creating a culture of life and ending abortion. And then now you have him being so inconsistent. And this is, by the way, why, why I have this discussion over and over and over and keep talking about it. Here's why. Because the pro-choice side and legislators aren't going to listen if you're just saying this is a preference. And why would you say it's just a preference if you're saying you shouldn't punish the woman? Because if you'd say that the woman has, is not guilty of any criminal act, then she hasn't committed a crime, she hasn't done anything unlawful, and therefore she hasn't done anything, ready, immoral. And if abortion is not immoral, then you don't have to have legislation to stop it. It's just your preference. And here's the thing. Listen, we have to decide, and I'm going to say this in the End Abortion Now event um, in the live stream, We have to decide whether or not we are committed to ending abortion or if it's just a preference. If we're committed, we're going to do what it takes to end it immediately. We're going to change the conversation and call it what it is. If it's just a preference, we're going to say things like, no, the woman's not guilty of a crime. And no, she shouldn't be punished in any way. If it's just a preference, you're going to say, no, we shouldn't call it murder. Uh, We just want it to stop. Now, listen, no judge is going to agree with you if you just say, please stop. If you say this is murder, it's against God's law, it's a violation of another human being, you can't do it, then people start listening. The issue is murder, and it's a gospel issue once again. If you don't call it murder, then you can't preach the gospel in the midst of it. Let's listen to another clip here. This is from Bernie Sanders. This is Bernie Sanders responding.
5: And from Madison, Wisconsin is Senator Bernie Sanders. Senator Sanders, thank you again for being with us tonight. Appreciate it. So, sir, you tweeted today uh, that it was, quote, shameful, that was the word you used, uh, when uh, Donald Trump said this uh, to my colleague Chris Matthews here on MSNBC.
1: How do you ban abortion? How do you actually do it? Well, you know, you'll go back to a, a position like they had, where people will perhaps go to illegal places. Yeah. But you have to ban it. The answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman. Yeah, it has to be some form. 10, ten, ten, you, ten years, I don't know That I don't know.
5: After uh, the word spread that Donald Trump had made those remarks today about abortion, that a woman needs to be punished uh, <laughs> if she seeks an abortion, and an abortion should be banned, uh, you said today that was shameful. What is shameful about it?
7: Well, I think it is shameful is probably understating that position. Mm. Uh, first of all, to me, and I think to most Americans, women have the right to control their own bodies, and they have the right to write, make those personal decisions themselves.
2: Let's respond to that because it's, it's going to be a major part of the debate moving forward. Do women have the right to do what they choose with their own bodies? I actually tend to agree with that. I think uh, that if a woman decides she wants to cut off her right leg and that the government has no right to tell her she's not allowed to cut off her own leg, if she wants to cut off her fingertips, she should be allowed to cut off her, her fingertips and nobody really has the right to say anything. Now, however, if she wants to do with her body, something that will injure another image bearer of God. If she wants to do something with her body that would actually inflict harm or injury on me, then no, she shouldn't be allowed to do with her own body what she wants to do with her own body. Like if she wants to grab a stick in her own hand and use it to beat me over the head, no, she's not allowed to do that. Um, And unless, of course, she's acting in self-defense. However, uh, what we need to discuss, and it needs to be at the forefront of the argument, is that the baby in her womb according to scripture, it is not her body. And according to biology, it's not her body. It is a distinct human life, different from her. It happens to be occupying her womb, but it is in fact not her body. And that needs to be just called down every time that it is said. These pro-choice um, advocates oftentimes like to like to claim uh, that they are advocates of science and reason. I mean, that's kind of a big thing. A lot of them are Unbelievers and atheists, and they'll like, say, "Well, we're all about the science." Well, let's do the science, baby. What's the difference between, uh, biologically speaking, between the the child in the womb and the seventy five year old person um, uh, that uh, you know is 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 on their way out? Okay, what's the difference? Well, the difference is, biologically speaking, size, level of development, environment, and degree of dependence. And here's you need. This is a, a really famous way to do this, and I think it's very important because it's it's solid. One, uh, it's very small biologically speaking it's very small okay so we can start killing people in society based on their based on their size i often say when i talk about this my wife's in a lot of trouble uh if that were the case because she's really small size okay we can kill people because they're small no we don't kill human beings because they're small or big the next issue and uh the the uh biological discussion between uh the human being that's uh that's in the womb and is human at the moment of conception, and the 75-year-old is a level of development. We say oftentimes, well, uh, it's not quite developed yet. Well, neither are 2-year-olds, neither are 6-year-olds, neither are 10-year-olds. There is a difference in the level of development even there. We're not fully developed. So if we say, well, we can kill people if they're not fully developed, then where does that stop? And is it possible to go along with someone like uh, Hitler who says, well, that's not a full human being. They're not fully developed. I know it looks like a person. It's not a person. It's a Jew Um, level of development. So we can kill human beings because they're not quite developed yet. The next is environment. The people say, well, it's in the, it's in the mother's womb. She has a right to kill it because it's in her womb. Okay. So what you're arguing is that we can kill people based upon their location. So where does that, where does that stop? You know, uh, well, the child was, was in my carport. The child was in my bedroom. A child was in my kitchen. The child was in my womb. So we don't kill human beings and say that it's actually legal to kill your own child because of their location. And the last is the degree of dependence. People argue, well, the child is is dependent upon me and my bodily functions in order to survive. Well, here's the thing. If we're going to kill human beings based upon their degree of dependence, then we have a lot of old people that are in trouble. Because don't forget that you're not only dependent upon another human being um, at the early stages of life, but you're dependent upon another human being at the later stages of life. And so where does it stop? So biologically speaking, at the moment of conception, you have all the biological components of what makes a human being a human being, all the, dif- all the differences in degree size, level of development, environment, and degree of dependence. That's what makes a difference. So when you hear this as a Christian, and you need to be, I need to be ready to respond and to call it down.
7: Uh, but to punish a woman for having an abortion is beyond comprehension. I, I just, you know, one would say, what is in Donald Trump's mind, except we're tired of saying that. I don't know what world this person lives in. Uh, so obviously from my perspective, the
2: world where if a mother has her son or daughter's skull crushed, the civil government does what is just and responds to that kind of activity. That's the kind of world that we are saying we'd like to live in. What's different, guys? What's different in the case of a mother who decapitates her own child or has her child's head taken off his body in the womb and the mother who drives her five kids into a lake to drown them. What's the difference in the mother who pays to have an assassin dismember her daughter in her womb and the mother who um, systematically takes her three or four children into the bathtub and drowns them one by one? What's the difference? And see, so you start pressing now. I start saying, wow, it's really small, it's not quite developed yet. Well, we're in trouble. We are in a lot of trouble if that's what we start to, to to think through and reason in terms of mothers killing their own children. That's the kind of world we live in. We live in the kind of world where a mother who kills her child ought to be prosecuted.
7: Perspective, and if elected president, I will do everything that I can to allow women to make that choice and have access to clinics all over this country, so that if they choose to have an abortion, they will be able to do so. The idea of punishing a woman. That is just, you know, beyond comprehension.
5: You know, Mr. Trump is is making headlines on on this issue today, obviously because of what he said. It's sort of, you know, taken the media day by storm. Um, that said, I think there may be a case to be made, and I'd love your just your response to this, your perspective on this, uh, that his opponent, Senator Ted Cruz is more extreme on this issue. And I say that in part because one of his national co-chairs on his uh, pro-lifers for Cruz coalition is a man named Troy Newman, who once wrote a book saying that abortion providers should be executed. Uh, Is Ted Cruz even further out on this issue than Donald Trump is?
7: Well, you you know,
0: of course they should. Uh, Troy Newman is is radically against like any sort of He's he's a he's a radical incrementalist. Is he really? Yeah. I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about him. Yeah.
2: If if, wow, he, if he said that there should be of course I believe in Exodus 21 where the the standard is life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Now you might be saying, well didn't Jesus quote that in the Sermon on the Mount and um say that's no longer the standard? No, Jesus actually was confronting the religious leaders of the day and their mishandling of Scripture. They were using eye for eye, tooth for tooth in terms of personal vengeance. Proof of that is that Jesus uses as his example, if somebody strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other. To strike somebody on the right cheek in a primarily right-handed dominant culture, which is what you see in the Scriptures constantly, a reference to the right hand. When Jesus says someone strikes you on the right cheek, he's referring to the backhanded slap. And so Jesus confronts their abuse of eye for eye and tooth for tooth in terms of how they were using it for personal vengeance, and he condemns the practice. That doesn't mean, however, that Jesus was saying that God is no longer concerned with justice. The law that Jesus actually points to there was from Exodus chapter 21. And in Exodus 21, that's a law for the judiciary. That's a law for the civil magistrate. That has to do with justice, in society actual justice in terms of think about it this way the surrounding nations right around israel at the time they had unjust statutes and laws and they would penalize people in a society for something in a way that was not just in other words you stole something we will take your hand off for stealing so no harmony no paying back the victim but just a removal of your hand that's not justice And so the biblical standards of justice were actually just. There had to be repayment. There had to be eye for eye, tooth for tooth, life for life. There had to be harmony brought to the situation. The punishment had to meet or fit the crime, okay? And so it's really, really important to recognize that, yes, somebody that murders another human being, premeditated murder, that person, according to God's law, ought to receive the death penalty, not by lynching, uh, a public lynching, a, a a crowd coming and grabbing you and, you know, lynching you. But it should be justice, two or three witnesses, two or three independent lines of testimony uh, to bring that against somebody. There should be actual justice. Of course, murderers should get the death penalty.
0: It's just crazy that we're having this conversation for as long as we've had this conversation. Yeah. Because, I mean, literally, like, we're, we're, this is a very simple argument. Right. <laughs> right. So right, but but I just want, I do want to say this I I think it's amazing and it's I think it's God it's God's providence it's got to be that this conversation is happening in a week before our event like yeah. it's amazing. Well,
2: I thought about that last night.
0: I was just, I, yeah, the, the whole time I was just like, what man? The fact that this is happening with one week to go before our end abortion now event, where the entirety of this conference is going to be focused. On the criminalization of abortion in the state of Arizona and the country at a state yeah. level, yeah,
2: this is this is this is a godsend. Yep, it's God's providence. Scripture <laughs> says God moves the hearts and the mouths of kings. Mm-hmm. And amen, amen. And 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 can
6: uh, candidates ring for president? That's right. Amen. Yes, yes, yes.
2: All right, guys. So let's uh, wrap up that discussion. Let's talk about end abortion now. Perfect segue. Yes. Okay. End Abortion Now, live stream, nationwide. Go to endabortionnow.com. We are going to have some people fly out to do this conference with us to talk about, from the bottom up, the biblical issues of how we're supposed to address abortion in our nation, how we're supposed to hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. We're also going to address the legal issues, the constitutional issues, the state law issues, Herb Titus is going to be with us speaking about that. Uh, we're going to have Matthew Truella talking about the doctrine of the lesser magistrates, the biblical doctrine, and how our system of government was set up to actually have uh, states with the ability to stand against tyranny from a higher court or the federal government. So, Marcus. Talk to him about endabortionnow.com.
0: So we're gonna have the live stream. It's going to be next week, April eighth at eight p.m. Eastern, and it's gonna go till about midnight. I think on the East Coast, it'll be uh, five to five to nine our time. Yes, five, yeah, to, nine. five mm-hmm. to nine. And so it's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna speak. Jeff Durbin, Rusty Thomas, Joe McDermott, Matt Truella, and we're gonna have some stuff from Herb Titus that we're gonna play. That That's we're right. actually gonna record and and get that up so so that's going to be huge but I really yes. want to emphasize the importance of all our listeners right now sharing inabortionnow.com using the hashtag inabortionnow because we can actually make this a part of the national conversation and, and Donald Trump has given us the ability to really make this matter so if you have the national right to life speaking out against criminalizing abortion and then you have this event where these pro-life leaders are gonna be at and they're saying no this is not the position of the pro-life movement mm-hmm. at this time this is uh, this is amazing but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if nobody shares it it doesn't matter if nobody tweets it and you talk about it and you get it in your social media and you send it to news networks and you and you and you let people know look Social media is the mainstream media. We are not dependent on MSNBC and CNN and Vox News anymore. We can control the conversation however we want, but we have to put in the work, we have to share, we have to tweet, we have to let people know. And so I'm asking, I'm, I'm asking and I'm pleading with everybody who listens to this show to put the work in and let people know about this live stream. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. And we want to have thousands upon thousands of people watch this event, and so we want we want people to Snapchat it, to fa- put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram, let everybody know, all around the country and the world, what's gonna happen on April 8th, and it's, it could be, because this is gonna be an event, and Jeff, me and you were talking about it. It's a paradigm shift. Yes. It's essentially, we're, we're taking the conversation away from the pro-life movement, we're saying, you failed, you don't represent us anymore, this is a new conversation that's gonna happen now and you can either get on board with us or you can go pound sand
2: yes and the event um, itself locally is gonna be for by the way I don't know if we haven't mentioned this enough and I keep forgetting to say it Arizona right to life is the organization that asked us to put this on so hey. how how amazing is that that Arizona right to life yes that right to life is Jason sponsored, Jason yeah, Walsh sponsored. contacted me and he said we need to do this you need to teach people about the paradigm shift yeah and so it's it's Arizona right to life and it's apology at church yeah and people were asking me "Well, what's so
0: historic about it you keep saying it's historic and it's important like what's the big thing That's the big thing. Yeah,
2: that's a very big thing. Yes. That's one of them. Right. Uh, Arizona Right to Life and the other pro-life groups in Arizona, and we're inviting legislators as well, are going to be in attendance at the event. So the event itself here in town is only open to pro-life groups and leaders and legislators, but it's open to everybody to get it on the live stream and to share it with your church, your small groups, your abortion mill ministries. So that's what's up. We're grateful for you guys. Please pray for us, because it's live, and anything can go wrong. Anything go wrong, (laughs) but I mean, pray for us generally over this whole issue, because if God continues to work in this issue with our church and with others who are involved, um, it's going to get really difficult, really fast. And we need your prayers. We need your prayers for God to give us courage. For God to give us words. And we just need his help. We want him to be glorified. We're, we're in this for the babies. We're in this for the gospel and for the women and fathers who are killing their children. We want them to be saved. We want them to know Christ. And so we need your help. We need your support and prayers. Uh, you guys can help us right now. You say, how can I do it? Share the stuff and abortionnel.com. But you can also help us, help us right now by joining our All Access. You know why? Guess how we're paying for the event. Um... It's all of our all-access... That's true. ...subscribers. Yeah. So End Abortion Now is happening because of our all-access partners. You guys are the reason, by God's grace, that this thing is happening. Uh, so when we pay for airfare, when we pay for hotels, when we pay for food, when we pay for the venue itself, when we pay for a new website, when we pay for anything, it's happening because we're we're being funded by you. Um, and so you are putting this on. So if you guys... Aren't all access yet? Please sign up. It's seven dollars ninety five cents as a donation every month. You get all the great content, all the TV shows, the after shows, everything you get, um, and you participate with us in ministry. You make all this possible. So
0: and, and thanks for everybody who uh, participated in our Amazon wish list. Oh yeah, so we could get we put up an Amazon wish list, and there's still some stuff on there, but uh, we put up an Amazon wish list to help get equipment so we could start doing live streaming for this event and of course other things that we want to do too and so just the people that went and bought that stuff for us so we can really put this on in a way that glorifies God and is high quality um, as it deserves to be presented, uh, just thank you for doing that, it's a huge blessing to us yeah,
2: amen, Randy thank you for joining us today on the show, you betcha Nostradamus, thank you sir Well, I can make it in, All right, Carmen, thanks for holding it down on the ones and twos And we were blessed by you guys. We love you. Thank you guys so much for your uh, constant uh, messages, your words of encouragement, your support, you telling us you're praying for us. It means the world to us. So we're grateful. Thank you. ApologiaRadio.com is where you go to get more. God bless you guys. And check out MissionAware.com. They help, you know, make all this happen. God bless you guys. What's up, y'all? This is Jeff Durbin with Apologia Radio at ApologiaRadio.com. want to talk to you guys about an amazing connection that we have right now with Whitfield Theological Seminary. I want you to run over to Whitfield.edu, Whitfield.edu, dot edu. I want you to check out the programs they have. They have undergraduate programs at Whitfield College, and they also have Whitfield Theological Seminary for the graduate degree and above and beyond, I I think you'll really be impressed with the rigorous nature of the classes, the consistent biblical worldview taught and adhered to. I want you to contact Whitfield Theological Seminary at whitfield.edu, get a hold of our friend Dr. Kenneth Talbot, and start your classes today. ApologiaRadio.com.